Did you know that the dead outnumber the living on Earth? So for every single person that's alive today, they are roughly 15 dead individuals. That's a lot of motherfucking people. And if there's ever a zombie apocalypse, we would all be super fucked. Very much fucked. Not even a little fucked, a giant fucked. It's not even a giant fucked, it's just fuck. You're like, oh my god, we're fucked. So prepare your zombie shit now because who knows if that'll happen within the next coming years with how this world is going. So welcome to an episode of Nevermind a Broadcast and I'm your host, Izzy Smut. So this week's episode, I did an interview with Kurt from Dismantled. He sent me a couple of songs that he wanted me to play. So this first band is called Soap Charge. They're from Tulsa, Oklahoma. They're playing in Connecticut the 29th of September, Cherry Street, and the 30th in Boston. So I am so excited. I hope to see a bunch of you guys there in the Wallingford show at, at Cherry Street. That That's a sick lineup. I don't even care. Productive member, parasitics. Oh my God. Like, if you don't go to that one, what the fuck is wrong with you? Are you stupid? Like, what's wrong with you? I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to call you stupid, but wow. Like, why would you miss that? That That's, that's, that's crazy talk. So, they have this song called Drink, and Soap Charge is a soapy-haired drunk punk. But honestly, their songs are fucking awesome, and they just, I, I love listening to it. So let's, let's play this song now. I want you to learn it, love it, live it, so that when we see each other in Cherry Street, we're all singing it. So this is Soap Charge with Drink.
So that was Soap Charge with Drink. And the next song that Kurt provided me is from the uh, B-Side Split with Whole Hog. And it's Brian Lothian. So he's from A Global Threat. So this is a solo project. And the song is called Waiting to Talk. Real quick, just wanted to go into solo projects. It's tough doing a solo project because if you're in a well-known band, a lot of people are going to associate you with that band and kind of, you know, forget all the other stuff you do. People, give solo projects a chance. Listen to the stuff that they have. Don't just, like, don't just you know categorize them in that band only and and that's that because sometimes you know i i have a problem with that too because i try to listen to other people's projects outside and sometimes you're like damn this song is fucking good you know like you give it a chance but you know sometimes it's not the same as as the band that you associated them with but that's okay because sometimes you don't want to you don't want to have a copy of what they already did so let people evolve damn it so yeah, so that's that's the thing. I wanted to bring that up because solo projects are tough to do. You know, you're doing all the work and, and people just go, oh yeah, you're from this band. No, let people evolve. Let people do their own shit and give it a chance. I mean, who knows? Maybe you'll like it more than their well-known band. Sometimes you have to kind of open your mind a little bit. So this is Brian Lothian. We're waiting to talk. The guitars are amazing in this, so blast it because it's fucking awesome when you listen to it loud. So this is Brian Lothian. We're waiting to talk. So that was Brian Lothian with Waiting to Talk. I hope I pronounced it correctly because I tend to, you know, English is not my first language. So sorry about that. So this last song that he provided me, um, that Kurt provided, is from one of my favorite bands. A huge influence on, you know, the Connecticut punk scene, Copyright Chaos. And this is coming from the Appetite for Intoxication album that's coming out for the first time. And it's going to be on Transparent um, Highlight Yellow. So it's going to be hot. I can't wait to grab that and touch it and feel it. And yeah, just like what that honk said. So I can't wait for that. So after I play this song, I'm going to play the interview with Kurt. And he, oh man, he told me something so cool. I'm so excited. I want you to listen to it because it's a huge announcement that's coming on. And I am, I'm so thrilled. Like I love when I get, you know, exclusive news on my show. I feel like a little journalist, even though I'm just a, you know, some piece of shit doing a podcast. But yeah, so anyways, this will be Violence by Copyright Chaos. And up next will be the interview with Kurt from Dismantle Records. 
Records started off as like a small label and record distribution out of New Hampshire, like a little online store, and then sometimes different events, you know, when I can. Yeah, and tell me the stuff that you've released so far and what you plan to release. Oh, Jesus, there's <laughs> so much. Yeah, let's go. Um, yeah, so it started with a comp, you know, during the COVID shutdown. I uh, did a, like a split comp with Narcan Records, Matt and Nate out in Las Vegas in 2019 at Punk Rock Bowling. We kept in contact, and we we each picked eight bands per side, co-financed, co-released that, and, and pushed those. And then Boys was a band I had just discovered uh, from Canada. We kept in contact. That was the second album I put out there, Split with Decon from California. That's a banger of an album. And just kept finding more and more bands. This little pogo band from Connecticut, uh, Nancy Boyd, did their seven inch. I don't think they ever really played live and it kind of faded out, but they were, they got people excited for a little while. I wish that kind of went. And then, as you know, I did the Rat seven inch. That was cool. Another Connecticut band. That was fun for a bit. I came down to the show. That was a great time. Record release show. Yeah. And tell me, because uh, I know you're releasing the copyright chaos, but tell me what stuff that you're planning on releasing soon. What are you going to release? Got a huge one. I don't even know if I'm even supposed to fucking say it yet while we're on the topic of, of Connecticut. I'm going to say it if I get beat up later, but we are negotiating with a lot of bigger people. Like I'm like the small guy in the group, but the pissed, the legendary wow! the pissed from Connecticut is what? Su- supposed to, I've already heard the album, some big big guys putting it out, uh, Havoc Records, uh, wow. Revolt Records, Trophy in Existence, make a copy, so we're all, you know, chopping it up and taking whatever copies we think we can move. I think I've signed up for like 150, but I think we're pressing like 1,000. That's going to wow. get spread worldwide. Yeah, Copyright Chaos, that'll be the next one. I'll probably send that out by the end of the month, so hopefully it'll be out in like two months from now. Two people know about that. So. But yeah, oh my cool. God, that's so cool. What are they to announce it? And you're from Connecticut. I know you, you love that band. And Yeah, they're they're one of my favorite all-time bands. I I love oh. the Piss, and I really hope that they play more shows. Like I think it's our New York area, but they want to do some Connecticut. Yes. Uh, you know, that area in New York. I think they're going to do something in Chicago. They didn't say Boston, but eventually they'll probably do something in Boston. But yeah, like the East Coast, you know, Northeast, and then I think branch out a little bit towards the Chicago way. Oh, my God. Congratulations. That's huge. That's yeah. really awesome yeah, that's, for you. That's a cool one. Like, while we're on that topic, like, I remember being in, like, ninth grade in high school when I first got into the piss, and I made my own ideas of bulletproof shirt with that 
transfer paper you could get for your home yes. printer. Like, I just got a blank shirt and, like, ironed it on. I'm like, Mom, what the fuck is iron? Like, what do you need it for? <laughs> and I'm like, fucking heat pressing this thing, like, uh, so ghetto. But that was my first piss shirt. <laughs> it's DIY. It's it's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it's wild. So that's that's a good one. Again, we're working with a few labels to do the follow-up for Unwanted Noise. The album's incredible. I think, yeah, you played one of the one of the songs, Punks Make Noise, uh, a few episodes yeah. ago on the, like, the yeah. the, like, little teaser one. That was unreleased. Yeah, we're just, again, they want to work with some European labels to get the record spread. It's, it's nice to get the album distributed, and, and it's so hard to go over every little detail and figure out who's paying how much shipping to here and the logistics. Usually I work by myself been teaming up with some people like uh truck stop toilet records for oil trains we get along great and it's only two people we communicate well so that's easy but when you start getting four you know three four five labels it's like everyone expects different shit everybody wants different shit it gets tough but you know we'll get through it yeah i mean uh, the oil change record is amazing but you're I'm excited for the unwanted noise and the piss. Oh my god, that's amazing, dude! And you're just killing it. I mean, has there? You said that. Are you planning on taking a break anytime soon, or are you just? I keep wanting to take a break, but so this year I was going to do copyright chaos. We might get that um, unwanted noise one out this year. I want to take like a few months off and that opportunity for the piss. Yep, I'll just fucking grind to work. I don't care. I'll work a million hours in a week just to try to help towards that, but. Uh, you get a good, nice uh, price break when you get a thousand copies. Like it, it can get uh, the cost down more. And if I'm only taking 150, it's not like I'm pressing the whole thing. You know, I'll buy them at whatever the final, you know, unit prices, and so you know, it won't be that bad. It won't won't be as expensive as some of these, especially when I foot the bill myself. You know. Yeah, I mean, you you have, I mean, well, how did you get started doing this kind of stuff, like labels? Like, have you started? Did you want to do bands before, or just wanted to do a label? Yeah, I was never too musically inclined. I sang in one band in like 2004. We played like one show. Well, actually, I thought we sounded fucking killer. I'll try to find my old computer and see if I can get the tracks off of it. They're like super, not studio, super rough, but we had a couple bangers. You know, everybody grew, kind of grew up. I stayed into punk, but, you know, people went to college and we're all like 17, 18. And just, we didn't really officially break up, just everybody moved away. So I always liked punk and, you know, this is my way of kind of trying to give back. Exactly. Where can we find your songs, your band songs? They're not even out there. The, the band name was Stand Defiant. I fucking love that name. I came up with that. It's actually nice. From, well, not loosely. It was pretty much from uh, the unseen song, Don't Be Fooled. So, like, you're right, like, Stand Defiant said, Don't Be Fooled. I'm like, oh, man, that's a killer name. That's so cool. Well, one day we got to well, get fun. your songs out there so we can all listen to it. It would be so funny. Just, like, make And I like, know that you like to go to shows and stuff like that. So, any any, any shows that you're going to that, that you're – because I know you, you – I've definitely – I've seen you at shows, quite many shows, even at Copyright – Unwanted. Yeah, I try to get out there. I just missed a couple this last weekend, unfortunately. Uh, September stacked. There's like conservative military images. Oh, from- they're sick. And I'm like, I'm fucking going to that. I'm going to record already shipped, but I can start selling it August 25th. Looking for a copy of that. I'm trying to pay like for shipping from Europe. I'll have uh, like a dozen copies. Cool. So right in a row, that that's like the ninth. The tenth is Call the Cops, Rotten Stitches, Your Beach, basically. Boston, and I forgot who I think it's either Moose Knuckle or Who Killed Spiky Jacket on that one. Steve Ignorant is playing his craft set down in Boston. I'll probably go to that. And then, like, the end of the month is the, the Soap Babies, you know, Babies and uh, Soap. And that's like the Parasitic Lovers, Who Killed Spiky Jacket, Moose Knuckle, and 
that one's ultra stacked at that same place on the beach in Revere. And then my buddy I met at work, he's older. He's like, he's Vinny Stigma's age. So he knows Stigma and he, his neighbor is uh, Craig Silverman of uh, Agnostic Front. So we're going to go hang out with them for the rancid Agnostic Front show right, right outside of Fenway Park. That's, I forgot the date for that one, but, like, yeah, there's a million shows in September. I know, all at the same time, right? You're like, where do I go? The most important show that I should be plugging, I'm actually going to fly out to is uh, Oil Change, Grand Rapids, Michigan. So that's, like, the official record release party, and it's, like, Total Chaos and Bloody Pickups. So Sean said I could crash on his couch, so I just got to try to find a cheap flight, go and hang out a couple of days. That's September 15th, so if you're out in the Midwest, like, try to make it out there. That's awesome. Like, I I, I, I want to see Oil Change. I hope that they can either tour or something or, or come around here. I know they're. I know Soap, wait, Sean is coming with Soap Babies, but it'd be cool to get Oil Change around here sometime. Absolutely, yeah. Maybe next year, yeah. you know, everybody's been a long year for everybody. And, um, you know, recharge the batteries, save up some money, and, yeah, book a little little small East Coast run or something, that'd be great. So what do you plan so what are you what are your hopes for for dismantled? What what's the future looking for? That's a good question. I just kinda like you kinda just do one at a time. Sometimes bands hit you up. I maybe I meet you at the show, we kinda just get talking, like I hear that you're hitting the show and we're like kinda like, Yeah, fuck it, let's just cut a record. Yeah. Like that. It's kinda cool. But I'm in Cobra side distribution even though I haven't fucking sent them in the record. Like I emailed 20 copies of all your shit. We'll try to get them to the record store. So you got to give them the records free at first, and then monthly or whatever, when they sell them, like, hey, we sold this many, and they cut you like a small check or something. So I got to do that. I have them like all boxed up. I just got to mail them. Yeah, a couple of distributors and just always making new connections. Small distros. Like I sent some records up to Pills Records in Canada. He vended, he like blew right through them in like a day. Like some of the new Havoc album. I came out on Voltage Records, but I have like under limited color for North America. So I'm distributing that in the States. Yeah, I was like, fuck, I'll shoot some copies to Canada, you know, make it more affordable for the fans. That's that's amazing. And and the fact that you're doing this, like that is the most punk rock fucking thing ever. It's like you're doing this on your own time and you know what I mean? Like a lot of people, and you're and you're making that big contribution. It's it's awesome. Like you're helping out so many bands but as well, but but probably making a lot of, you know, cool connections in the same time too, even though you know Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. And 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 the best part is you don't even have a contract. You just go with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, we're just keeping it DIY, kind of just gentleman's handshake, you know, just we try to uphold our side of what we agree to and you know, nothing's crazy yet, but uh and yeah, it's like you said, the the connections you make, like they last a life lifetime. You know, I've met a lot of great friends because of it. And then it's great when you travel, too. Like, you go to punk rock bowling and you see fucking all these dudes from that live in Vegas or California that I haven't got to meet yet. And it's like, oh, let's grab a beer. Let's let's hit this show. You know, let's go to the pool party and see Lion's Law and stuff like that. It's like, it's so cool. It's just like a massive extended family. I love that. I, I, I love that you can, you created so many awesome connections. And I really do. I, I want this label to be like in everybody's minds. And I want everybody to buy from you forever. <laughs> oh, that would be, be great. Because it's not always easy. Like people are like, you know, I'm, I am pumping out a lot of shit. And I mean, it takes a majority of my money that I make at my day job. And I'm definitely not getting rich. I, I wish you could see the room I'm standing in right now. It's, 
wall-to-wall records. You know, some of my albums, the first week you sell 30, then you have 230 still sitting on your floor. Some do better than others. The Dead 77 one just sold out the other day. Wow. Zero copies to sell. Uh, I know some smaller distros have them. If you're looking, I can point you in the right direction. The band has some. But that was cool. We got that one spread out really well, like um, like a, a record club. Stateline Records has, like, a record club. And, like, you pay a monthly subscription, you just get, like, a surprise record. And he, like, asked me, and he got 36 copies for his uh, record club. And then, like, I sent, like, 50 to Germany. I sent another big box with the band on their European tour that they just got over with. And then, yeah, they've been just spread out pretty well. They're in a couple other distributors. They didn't get the Cobra side, but they're in, like, a record store distro. They're in, like, Evolution and uh, Puke and Vomit and stuff like that. But they're in a bunch of shops. Yeah, I have zero copies of that one, so that's cool. That's amazing. That's 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 a hit right there. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. I wish that would happen more often. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and do you have any anything you want to say to bands that are, you know, that if they release with you, what do you want to say to them? Like, uh, you know, any anything that you want to say? Um, A lot of it is putting the work. Like, the right people notice. Like, I, I love that. If I see your fucking worth ethic, like, it's so weird to even bring up social media because I grew up in the age before it and going to shows and just seeing a flyer on a telephone pole and shit too. But, you know, you got to have a presence on there. you got to almost be a brand somewhat, but just play a lot of gigs. Don't just play to the same fucking local bar to the same 20 people every night. Like, go on a little four-day trek if you can. I know we get some of us are getting older and not all kids and, you know, people have different responsibilities. But, um yeah, I mean, if you can, if you're taking it serious and like you want to cut a record, like go on a little trek a couple states over, like really gonna build your audience because you know, especially with the streaming, a lot of people they might like your band a little bit. Why wouldn't they just fucking listen to it for free? Like you really need to to get that fan and, and have people pumped on you to want to spend twenty bucks for a piece of vinyl, you know? Exactly. And and any any final things you want to say? Uh, what do you want to promote? Anything you want to say? Kind of touched on the Havoc album that just came out. If you're looking for that, uh, Voltage has a color. If you're in Europe, United States, I have like the half and half gray and yellow. If you see the Havoc live, they have the red splatter, super sexy. If you're a hardcore fan, try to get every color. That's cool. I just want to thank everybody that supported me. Like this shit's really grown quite a bit in a, in a few years, you know. And uh, I've started to ship all over the world. Like I found a, a less, less, how do I say it? Like a less expensive way to get people their records so i can send some records you know decent box of records to canada for like not even that much money all over the world now you know it depends but basically you get like a discounted shipping label off the internet you know it's not genius but there's go shippo or pirate ship but if you just put in the work and you know if you find people a cheap way to get their records like i can't even name countries now latvia fucking germany belgium australia Japan, and you know, they're willing to buy records because you can make the uh, shipping more affordable. That's incredible. Well, thank you for your time, and thank you for what you're doing. You're doing something amazing. Just keep killing it. Um, yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> it's going to kill me, but, yeah, no, it's, it's what I love. And, like, even just boxing the shit up in the morning, like, it gets me out of bed on my days off. And my job's a little weird, so I, I work. I'm only scheduled three days a week, usually work four, like, pick up an extra day. But, like, the three days off, it's so easy to just, like, want to go get a beer so, you know, yeah. the morning I get up, yeah, so, like, instead of just doing that all my days off, you know, it's, like, box the orders, go out, ship them all, come back, go to the computer, type in all the tracking shit, 
you know, so it's good. It gives you like a routine, you know, you're not sleeping in too late. You're not going to fucking sleep till noon time and be a bum. It's like, no, I, I still got work to do. It's not, it's not bad, but it's, you know, it's important and it has to get done. Well, somebody buy this man a beer and thank you for your time. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> and I'll see you at a show, man. Yeah, definitely. Always good to All talk right, to you. you. Always good to see you. And we'll see each other soon. Definitely.